Welcome to Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shilligo. Every episode, we learn about the history of marketing, take an expert-led deep dive into an interesting new marketing topic, and have a little bit of fun. So let's get right to our first segment, This Day in Marketing History. Today is April 14th, and in 1984, the first public kinetoscope parlor opened in New York City. What is the kinetoscope, you may ask? The kinetoscope was one of the earliest motion picture exhibition devices. Uh, One person at a time would walk up to the machine, which was like roughly the size of a modern day mailbox. Yeah, you would a lot of times put some money in it, and then you would look through a peephole in the top of the box, and it would play a short film. Uh, Thomas Edison was one of the pioneers of the kinetoscope. Uh, he would quickly add sound to the device uh, with a phonograph that would play, and this created the kinetophone. But the popularity of the kinetoscope wouldn't last long, as film projection that allowed for entire rooms full of people to view a film all at once became more and more popular. So let's fast forward now from the dawn of the motion picture in 1894 all the way to the current year, 2020. It's the constantly evolving world of social media marketing. On today's episode, I'm joined by our director of digital strategy, Cody Lunsford, and digital marketing strategist, Miles Murphy. Cody and Miles, welcome to Create Your Edge. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good. Great. Thanks for having us. Pract- practicing yeah. social distancing. <laughs> Yes, this is uh, this is another episode of the podcast. We'll clear that up right now. Normally, we were or we were planning to do this podcast in person because we all work together, obviously. Uh, but uh, it's been uh, not quite the way we've been able to do it lately. So we're doing another episode uh, from our homes. Uh, so it's not quite uh, exactly the same way that we were planning to do these episodes, but we've got most of our normal segments and we've got a good discussion here that we're going to have on our last episode with Austin and Veronica. We discussed um, whether or not you should market right now or, or, or advertise during sort of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, everybody's social distancing. A lot of people are pulling back on their marketing budgets because obviously it's sort of an uncertain economic time. Um, and th- so things are complicated, uh, but we kind of went through some research and talked about how it's it's actually a really good idea to advertise right now if you can. But in this episode, we're going to get into a little bit more specific detail about digital advertising during this time. Um, and we have the two best people possible to talk about it with Cody and Miles. So <laughs> let's start off this discussion. We have four main points we want to cover uh, over the next little bit here. First one, Cody, why don't you take this away? Yeah. So I think the biggest, possibly the biggest point that we can go over the one that would probably make sense to most business owners is the fact that digital attention is at an all-time high. So obviously with most businesses being closed, um, people staying at home in order to reduce the potential spread like we've been doing for the past two weeks, um, obviously social media is going to increase because people are at home staring at their phones, watching Netflix. Um, So there's a big opportunity there for businesses. Since people aren't going out to bars or engaging in outdoor activities, they're turning to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, all the big platforms, which is for a business owner, a good opportunity to get in front of their, um, in front of their face. Kind of piggybacking on what Cody said, just a lot of attention now on phones since everyone's stuck inside the, uh, the phones are really all they can do that in TV. So, uh, you know, everyone's on their phone and that actually kind of leads into the second point. And, and it is that a lot of your competitors are just pausing their campaigns. Um, we did a little bit of research looks like analysts are predicting that Facebook's ad revenue based on the current situation will actually decline by 19% for the year um, for around 15.7 billion in total, 15.7 billion with a B. Um, (laughs) And you can see that from two perspectives, you know, 
oh man, I better stop advertising since everyone is, you know, some, some people will panic. They'll see it as, you know, if this is what everyone's doing, I should do the same. But what I like to think about too, is the, uh, the common saying is when people zig, you zag. So instead of pulling back, there's a lot of potential for people to not pause their campaigns, but actually amplify their, their campaigns and double down really. Yeah. Obviously every business owner should do what's best for them, but those who can afford to keep their campaigns running over the next 30, 60, 90 days will be, will be doing so in a more favorable, favorable market for attention. Um, that's why it's so important. The fact that you guys should be advertising while digital attention at all time high, because a lot of your competitors are parsing their campaigns. Um, and you know, we aren't saying every business needs to go full throttle with their marketing, but you also don't want to go fully silent with your marketing either. Yeah. So every business is different. This isn't something we don't want to put everyone into one bucket and say that no matter what you should be advertising, you should be doubling down. That's not really what we're saying. We're saying that every business truly is different. Um, we actually spoke with today. We had a call with a lot of our clients, pretty much all of our uh, creative service clients. And one of the local physical therapy clients that we have, you know, his business is all about in person. Um, he was saying that, you know, he has to be there physically working with the client, touching them and actually being in person with them. Uh, there are some solutions out there like online consultation stuff, and that works for some clients, but for him, it just doesn't work. And he isn't willing to do that. So at times like that, you know, he's not, he's pulling back on some of his campaigns and stuff. Uh, but he's, he's kind of focusing more on keeping retaining clients that he has now and just staying current. I know that Cody, what was he, he was talking about doing some handwritten notes and letters to current clients, making a ton of calls. Yeah. So he told us that he's kind of made a challenge. He made this type of internal challenge for his team to where he challenged them to make at least a thousand phone calls to past or current patients, send out a thousand, uh, handwritten letters to all past and current patients. Um, so, and by doing that, you know, it's just a shift in their message. So instead of saying, you know, sell, 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 you know, try and find me new patients, it's let's focus on the patients that we have now because the best patients that we have are the ones that we have now is what yeah. he was talking about so by shifting that message a little bit to hard from hard selling to how can i take and serve my current customers and keep them retained that's what we're talking about when we talk about keeping your relationship with your clients now i think a thing i think one of the key points to take away from this point right here too is that um, and then I think that can kind of be diversified to anybody listening to this podcast, if you are a business owner or a marketer or, or whatever, is that is to focus on what it is that you can do in the current climate that makes sense for your business. So like you said, he's a physical therapist. People need to be in his office and that's not ideal right now. Um, so he's looking to reach out and remind them uh, that when this is over, he's still there. He's going to be there to still serve them. And you can look at and and so if you're in an industry where you can't serve clients currently, um, some industries can. And if you can do that, that's a great way to do it. If you're an online service or that that people can can access right now and use right now, this is a great time to make sure they're seeing your client, seeing your service, seeing the thing that you can offer to them while they're stuck at home. You know, whatever your service maybe or your uh, whatever thing you're selling may be but if you can't if it's something that in the future they're going to be able to use but they can't right now that's still a great time to get that message in front of them and say look six months from now three months however long from now and maybe give them an incentive to make a purchase now or to sign up with you now so that when the time comes when they can use your service uh, they remember you and not somebody else. Go ahead, Miles. Yeah, no, exactly. Great points. And we'll actually give some very applicable tips here uh, coming down towards the end of the podcast. Perfect. Uh, so stay tuned. Keep listening because we cool. will give some really, <laughs> some really great world, uh, some really great real, real world, world examples. Yes, yeah, exactly. Perfect.
Awesome. <laughs> All right, Cody, why don't you go ahead and take it away with the next point? Yeah. So the next point we would like to hit on is the fact that brand awareness is a low cost objective. So any business owner that's currently running campaigns, obviously in the marketing funnel, we have awareness at the top. So awareness right now, if you think about everybody, whenever they're running advertising, obviously they're trying to sell their product or service with, with brand awareness, it's more about brand recall. So it's more geared towards generating as many impressions as possible among your target audience in the hopes of generating greater brand recall. So during this time, while everybody's kind of stopped and paused their ads, brand awareness is actually a very low cost objective. So think about creating a brand awareness campaign. If you can't hard sell your product or service during this time, think about how you can create a campaign that's more about how can I gain more market share in my area? And that's kind of where we wanted to hit on uh, uh, and there's Facebook has ways of measuring this. If you guys didn't know, I actually just um, was reading an article the other day about how Facebook measures this by asking those who who were served the ad if they remember seeing it two days before. Um, so if you've ever seen on Facebook scrolling through your newsfeed and there's like an ad from Facebook that says, "Hey, have you seen this business in the past two days?" If you click yes, that's how they measure your brand recall, which is really effective on Facebook. Yeah, no, Cody makes some great points. Um, there's a lot of objectives in Facebook um, specifically. There's low cost objectives um, like he said there's video view campaigns brand awareness um, actually traffic which are ones that are actually just underutilized a lot of people don't really use them and in a time like this where the CPMs the cost per milli is actually the cost to reach or show a thousand impressions um, is, is so low because people are pulling back they aren't spending the CPMs are so low so these low-cost objectives you can get in front of even more people because no one's using them and the CPMs are low so if you double down and you want to just share your message you know, whether it's making people aware of COVID, what you're doing, just things about um, how you're helping your clients using those video view objectives, the brand awareness um, will just really help you get your message across um, for a lot cheaper. Yeah. So even if, even if you aren't selling your product or service, a lot of business owners might think like, Oh, I don't want to advertise unless I'm promoting my product or service. What's the point of that? You can, there's still, there's still ways around it with using brand awareness campaigns. Um, so, you know, just because you aren't selling your product or service, you are still building an audience and gaining data insights that you can use once everything is back to normal again. So for example, if you're a business owner and you wanted to put out a video campaign, you can run that as a video views campaign and gain viewer data. So everybody who watches that video, you can put into their own custom audience. And then once this all blows over, you're going to have a lot of data to retarget and remarket to that's kind of fresh and new that you didn't have previously. And you got it all for a lower cost. So that's what we mean by brand awareness campaigns. Like for example, if you're a business owner, you could put together an ad that's just generally running website traffic. So you could just have an ad go from Facebook or Google straight to your website. And if you have the Facebook pixel installed, you can actually put those people that visit your website into a bucket. And then whenever all this blows over like i said you can set up new ads to retarget those people um, and you've already gained their trust and admiration admiration during that time of uh, crisis if that makes sense yeah it makes perfect sense uh, that is something i hadn't considered is the is the idea of using it as a optimizing the time right now to to gather that information is, is a really interesting perspective that i don't think a lot of people necessarily would have considered um, because what you know we talked about on the last episode about just getting your brand out there and sort of and, and you've talked about it here too like cr creating that or capturing that market share and stuff, but also gathering that information to put into use later makes a lot of sense. And like you said, doing it at a, at a lower cost is uh, would be a very uh, a smart thing to do right now, it would seem. Yeah, I would say brand awareness campaigns, ultimately, they're, they're short-term tactics that have huge long-term benefits. Yeah, because the data is really the, the key thing, is if you can build data up, uh, it's something that you pretty much own. 
So yeah, yeah I guess we could kind of roll into the, the last point here yeah, is ahead. that you, you now have the opportunity to serve people. You have an opportunity to serve people now and win business later. So um, just kind of going with all the stuff that we've talked about up until now, the last three points, um, it's really about serving people um, in the best way that you can now. And that all revolves around your message. Um, and I think it comes down to really shaping your message and forming a message that resonates with your with your clients. And you can do that in a lot of ways. You can do that telling people, I know that we're working with one of our clients to you know, let the community know that they're there for them, that they have new solutions to combat all of these issues during the crisis. Uh, they're doing curbside um, pickups. They're doing in-house consultations, virtual consultations. Um, you really have an opportunity to look at what you're currently doing, your products and your services, and see what else you can do. What else can you offer your clients? Um, how can you make their lives easier, better? It really just gives you an opportunity to innovate. You know, this is a time of innovation when you can really step back and see how you can best serve your clients. Because this is, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of businesses they may have been able like fitness businesses like gyms things like that they could have been doing this stuff beforehand but now yeah. it's a necessity so yeah. mm -hmm. having this situation is actually making them innovate and expand their brand and their products and their services to open up a whole new stream of revenue for this for their businesses yeah i would agree with that i think i think a lot of industries right now are kind of waking up and realizing that this is probably something that they need to look into for the long term just because it's happening now and it's and it's over doesn't mean it won't happen something like this might not happen again you know i think as a business owner you should start looking at what products and or service that i have right now that i can offer to clients and how can i make their lives easier or better with it um, and that might look different for different business owners different industries like Miles said, we have some clients who are offering online consultations, at-home visits, um, different types of discounts. I think it's really important to shift your messaging around what is happening currently. Um, as a business owner, to do business as usual is kind of irresponsible during this time. Um, you know, businesses should be letting their customers know that they are doing everything in their power to overcome the current landscape. Um, and that, that opens up the next point, which is we're able to think creatively. So a lot of industries, a lot of business owners right now are probably having to get a lot more creative with their marketing, with their with their procedures um, because obviously things have shifted. So this is a great opportunity for companies and business owners and their teams to get creative um, and ask themselves, how can your creativity solve new problems that you maybe haven't thought about before? I know at Creative Edge, we've, do, we've been meeting a lot more and collaborating on how can we make things easier for our clients? How can we serve our clients? Um, which is something we've done really well during this time. And that kind of leads us into our some examples of what big companies are doing. So it's one thing for us to sit here and say, you know, think creatively, but here's some ideas from big companies that, that are kind of showcasing their ability to adapt in this time. And that's the first one I want to bring up is Hyundai. So one thing I was reading about this morning is how Hyundai late last month donated $2.2 million to support drive-through testing at 10 children's hospitals across the U.S. Not only that, they're also offering to make up to six months of payments for new owners if they lose their job. So that's a that's a great way of their marketing director thinking creatively and how can we stay current and still serve our, our current customers? Yeah, and I know that we also saw that Lowe's a few days ago, they announced a new campaign um, inviting people to make their own thank you signs for healthcare workers to place outside of their homes, um, which I think is really cool. And I think it's, um, it's really cool that big companies are doing social responsible stuff. They're really engaging the world on social media and they're getting people involved and really making um, themselves. I, I think because a lot of times what those big brands are wanting to do is 
they're wanting to do these socially responsible things that are really uh, building their brands up and it's free it's free too it doesn't take ad spend they can get viral videos or viral pictures or campaigns up so i think that's that's a really cool way a really creative way to um, expand your brand mm-hmm. and postmates as well they're doing a campaign uh, which is hashtag order local and this one's kind of cool they got celebrities to record videos of their favorite local restaurants and kind of sent and they put together this montage of celebrities saying like hey you know support local restaurants obviously um, these are all big big companies but the same tactics and the same ideas can be applied to a small local business any size business these tactics can apply yeah and i just want to add one one last point here and i think um you know everybody is confused they're scared they have a lot of fear but they have a lot of time now they have a lot of time to themselves they have a lot of time to think things through they can write um they can they just have a lot more time and i think it's it's a great time for people to step back and really think about their business think about maybe things that they were leaving on the back burner before things that um, they were just kind of skipping over Um, whether it is advertising or branding or getting some stuff put on your website whatever it is it doesn't have to be advertising per se but i think there's a lot of things that business owners because they're so busy and they have so much going on that they're not really thinking about um, some small things so i think that just use this time to kind of take care of some of that stuff that you've maybe put off to the side. I think that's a great point. I think it's a great, uh, a great point to end the discussion on. I think we had some really good information and very usable information for uh, for listeners throughout that discussion. I think kind of the big thing, kind of the overall point uh, of the whole thing there is to is to really focus on what you can do right now as opposed to what you can't do, and then to try to really find new ways to expand your business and and innovate within your company that maybe you were never forced to think about before now's a good time to try to come up <laughs> you are now forced to think of new ways to do business and new ways to serve your customers and and, and that that's not something that has to stop once this stops once once we once we get through this you can keep innovating and keep using the 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 things the ideas that you've come up with right now to keep growing your business in the future yeah exactly yeah consider the situation your audience is facing what they need and where your business can help and you can build thoughtful respectful campaigns and offers that will also go a long way towards helping your business make it through this crisis all right now we're done with the main discussion we got a, a one little fun segment here. We can't do our game segment because I got I don't have the game. It's at the office, <laughs> so we're not uh, going to be able to do that. But I'm going to do the. Well, we'll have to have you back in the future for one. Uh, we are going to do the name the noise segment, and I'll see if you guys know this one. You probably won't, but it's time for name the noise. In this segment, I'm going to play a short audio clip that's related to the marketing or the history of marketing in some way. It's a job of our listeners and our viewers to figure out what that sound is. No viewers yet, but that, that's a tease for the future. This will be a video podcast eventually. So there you go. In this first episode of the, of the Create Your Edge, I played this noise. Perfect. Do you have any idea what that was? No, it, sounded <laughs> like a, it sounded like a presidential speech or something. Though. Yeah, like uh, yeah, historic it, it speech. Is, it is, yeah. It is a very old recording. Let me play the rest of it, and it'll become uh, pretty apparent what it is. That is the, uh, let me see if I find my notes here. 
uh, as the voice of Alexander Graham Bell recorded on a device that was a precursor to the very first telephone. Uh, and that recording, the really interesting about that particular recording is that it was produced uh, by taking a 3D scan of the wax disc that Bell had recorded it on and then translating that into a digital medium so that they could recreate it because they couldn't actually play it on the disc without damaging the disc because it's so old. So it's an actual digital scan of the recording that they then recreated, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So people are precursor. so smart. <laughs> people are very smart. That's true. All right. We have one more. We have this week's clip. Uh, you guys may recognize this one. Um, I don't want to give out any clues. Definitely a scary. Sounds like a scary movie. <laughs> Some type of movie. Dracula. Uh, it is not. Um, I, I will say it is. Uh, it, it's kind of like a movie. Uh, we'll reveal the answer in the next episode. Um, it's a very famous thing. I think I'll give you. I'll give people a hint. Roughly from the year in the ballpark of 1983. In that rough ballpark. Mm. It's a good one. We'll, we'll reveal that answer on the next episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and comment your guess on this episode's post. And we'll reveal the answer to that sound on the next episode. All right, listener questions. We don't have any yet because we just started this thing. But in the future, we want to hear your questions and we'll be devoting this entire segment to answering your burning marketing dilemmas. So if there's something you want to ask us about, check out our social media for upcoming show topics and submit your questions. And that's it for this episode of Create Your Edge. Cody Miles. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. You guys stay safe out there, and uh, we'll do this again in the future where we can actually do it in person, and then we get to play the games and stuff, because that'll be fun. So we'll have you back. We'll have you back in the future. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. I'd also like to thank everyone who's been listening so far. Remember, you can subscribe to Create Your Edge on the Apple Podcast Store or follow us on Spotify, and then come back next month for another great episode with some brand new experts. Until that time, remember to get out of the damn box and go be extraordinary. Create Your Edge is a production of Creative Edge Incorporated, a full-service marketing company headquartered in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you're enjoying our show. You can also stay in touch through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Creative Edge in Cape Girardeau, Missouri.